Wednesday, April 25th, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City. We are right here in Denver, Colorado. We are back for another day of our own brand of foolishness and insight. You know, we pride ourselves on having a little bit of both here at the Daily Dose. Hopefully, we are keeping you entertained every single day. Happy Wednesday to you. We are slowly but surely making our way through another work week here. Now, been telling you all week, got some things going on here at the Daily Dose Studios. You could hear some background noise. If you are actually able to pick out some construction noise going on in the background, just email us, text us, reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook, whatever it might be. Let us know the exact spot that you heard that noise. Big Rob is working, I guess, on coming up with some Wimbledon tickets. So, you know, that wouldn't be all bad. Wimbledon, going out to England, I mean, it might be kind of fun. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. If you would like to let us know exactly what it was that you heard, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com. Or, like I said, go over, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. And it doesn't have to be anything about the construction noise you might hear. You might hear a saw. You might hear a nail gun. You might hear some construction people talking in the background. Whatever it might be. Maybe, though, maybe you just have some feedback for the show. Maybe you've got a suggestion. Maybe you need a little advice. We would love to hear from you. Today on the show, we've got a few stories coming out in the world of sports that we want to make sure that we discuss. And you know, Major League Baseball is now over 20 games into the season. There are a few teams that have started off pretty hot. Here's the question. Which ones should we actually believe are going to last that way? Can they keep up the current pace that they're on right now? And as we do on most Wednesdays, we will have our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Hump Day? You never know what we might be ranking today, but you know you got to stick around for that. One thing coming out in the world of sports news concerns the NFL draft, and I do want to discuss it. Because there is a story that is out right now, and again, I hate to do overreactions of the week before we get to Thursdays, because that's usually our day for doing overreactions of the week, but it just seems like especially, you know, with the draft coming, some NFL stuff in the news, there's a few things out there I don't know. They're kind of just throwing these things out. Just maybe it's the lull before the draft. I know we have NBA playoffs going. We've got Stanley Cup playoffs going. We've got Major League Baseball going. But doesn't it kind of seem like the sports media is, I don't know, a little bored right now? Because they're throwing out some stories like this next one that just make me wonder if they're not a little bored. Because right now, here's the story that we're getting. The story that we're getting is that Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield definitely has been a part of the Cleveland Browns' considerations with their number one draft pick. And the former Oklahoma quarterback cannot be ruled out as a possibility for the top overall selection this coming Thursday night. The source, they're saying, said that the Browns may have already decided who they would select at number one. But before that final decision, whenever it's been made, Mayfield was definitely In that conversation, Brown's general manager, John Dorsey, didn't provide many hints on which way they're going to go when he met with reporters last Thursday, saying that he expects at least four quarterbacks to be picked in the first round. This is what's passing his news right now. I hate to keep pointing this out, but this is what's passing for news right now. Now, 
let me ask you a question, Daily Dose listener. You're obviously a smart person as you sit there listening to this podcast. You're obviously smart because you're listening to the Daily Dose. But let's just say for a minute that you are the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. I know, I know. It's not the greatest position. I know, you have to say, yeah, I'm actually part of the Browns, and everyone laughs and points, and maybe it's a little bit embarrassing at parties, or, you know, when you get together for a barbecue, and, oh, this guy works for the Browns. <laughs> Everybody laughs. But let's just say that you are the GM for the Cleveland Browns, okay? And let's just say, adding into this question, let's just say that a certain ambulance-chasing NFL reporter that may or may not work for a, you know, giant sports network conglomerate, and he's the kind of guy that really likes to sensationalize stories about nothing. Let's just say that this ambulance chaser asks you who all you are considering to draft with that top pick in this year's NFL draft. Now, you know that there are teams throughout the league that are probably keeping their eye on three, four, five different players, right? You obviously want bargaining power, don't you? Because what if, just what if one of those teams is in love with one of those three, four different players? Now, what are you going to say? Whether it's Bradley Chubb, maybe it's Sam Darnold, maybe it's Josh Allen, maybe it's Josh Rosen, maybe it's Saquon Barkley, or yes, maybe it's Baker Mayfield, but I am going to say that I have an interest in everyone. You know the one thing I'm not going to do? I'm not going to tell the truth. No, no, no. I'm going to lie. You don't know what I'm doing over here. I might take Saquon Barkley. Hey, I don't know. Maybe that's the guy you want. And maybe the guy I really want is Bradley Chubb. And if I could trade down to, I don't know, four or five and still get him, why would I say I like him? I'm going to say I like a whole bunch of different players. I like everyone. Because then the ambulance chaser is going to go back and write the story. Hey, I don't know if anybody realizes this, but the Cleveland Browns are actually considering Baker Mayfield. Are they, though? Or are they just throwing out a few more lies? Hey, it is NFL draft season. It is lying season. We know this. If you're talking, you're lying I don't believe anything that comes out right now. I certainly don't believe anything coming from the ambulance chaser, but I'm not going to believe any of these teams and who they say they're interested in. They might say anyone. I don't care. All the Cleveland Browns are doing is trying to find bargaining power. And if you're dumb enough to believe it, well, then I guess you keep reading the ambulance chasers articles. But we already saw what he just did with the whole Tom Brady thing. Yeah, Tom Brady might not play except for that he might. Oh, yeah, I guess he will. Ugh, it's tedious sometimes. Okay, let's move on from that, because that's nonsense. Now, we actually do have some real news. This is NBA-related, and it actually is some legit news. Because it seems that five-time NBA champion and former New York Knicks coach Derek Fisher, yeah, he has gotten engaged to Gloria Govan according to TMZ Sports. And I might not be pronouncing that last name correctly. I have no idea. Govan, Jovan, I don't know. Whatever it is. She's like a celebrity or something, so I could care less. Anyways, Govan is the former wife, you might remember, of 14-year NBA veteran Matt Barnes. Yeah, do you remember this at all? The two former Lakers were actually involved in an off-the-court altercation at the home 
of Govan in Los Angeles back in 2015. And I don't know if you remember the story, but it seems that Barnes was in a conversation with his ex-wife and then realized Fisher was there and got mad because his six-year-old twin sons were there as well, got mad, jumped in the car, drove like a 100 miles an hour, like two, three hours away to her home to check on the sons, and then he and Derek Fisher had a physical altercation. Now you just know, I've got a few questions now about Derek Fisher actually going to marry Matt Barnes' ex-wife. Yeah, I've got a few questions about this. Because first, does Barnes know? Because like I can't imagine he's okay with it. Two, will Barnes get invited to the wedding? I mean, he's the father of the children. You know, the children are going to be there. Does he get invited? Or is that a no-go for that? Three, if he is invited, does the overseer of the ceremonies dare drop the line, now if anyone here has reason why these two should not wed, speak now, or... Yeah, I'm assuming that isn't going to be said in this particular ceremony. More importantly, though, I have one final question about this whole thing. Matt Barnes, Derek Fisher, the whole beef there, dating the ex-wife, and uh, that's always kind of an ugly situation, but here's the question that I have. How in the world, like going back to 2015, how in the world do you stay mad for like three hours driving 100 miles an hour? Like, that's a long time to stay that mad, isn't it? Like, you're mad, like, you get some road rage, and, like, you're mad, you're like, oh, man, this guy cut me off, what a jerk, and you're mad for, like, ten minutes. Three hours you're mad, and you're driving, like, a hundred miles an hour? Like, think of taking a road trip of some kind. Like, you're going to jump in the car, and you're going to take, like, a three-hour drive. And when you get in the car, like, you're furious, like, you're super, super mad, and you get in the car, and you start up the car, and you're like, oh, man, I am so mad right now, and you put on the seatbelt, and then you start driving, and you get out to the corner, and you stop at the stop sign, and you, oh, I'm so mad, and start driving a little bit, and music starts coming on, and you're driving, and you're just, oh, man, like, I am furious, this guy is messing with my girl, my kids are there, are you kidding me, like, he's just angry, and he's driving, like, an hour goes by, and he's still mad, and he's like, just they're just like flaunting this stuff in front of my kid i'm gonna beat this fool down driving like another hour goes by you're still driving like man how is he going to act like i am not going to curb stomp him when i arrive and what is she doing she's just okay with this she's just okay flaunting this in front of our kids and like you're getting mad music comes on like still mad and you just kind of mellow out like, that's a long time to stay mad. That's a long time to stay angry. That might be my biggest question in all this. How in the world did Matt Barnes stay that mad for that long? That's a really, really long time. Let's hope that he has learned to let go of a little bit of that anger. Hey, coming back, we are going to take a look at a few teams around Major League Baseball that have had pretty impressive starts. But here is the question that I have. Can they keep it up? That's what she said. <laughs> okay, so we are now about 20 games into the Major League Baseball regular season, which means we are, what? Let me think. Like 
a 15th of the way through the season. Told you before, I was told there would be no math doing this podcast, but I don't know. What do they play? Like 475 games, something like that. Anyways, which hot starts are we actually going to buy into? Because the baseball season is so long. It's so hard to know which teams can actually maintain their strong starts and which ones are getting just some like meaningless wins early, but eventually they're just going to collapse. So what I wanted to do today is just take a look at a few teams, just three, four teams, and let's see which teams we are buying and which teams we are selling. First team up is the hottest team in baseball. The Boston Red Sox are out of the gate very, very fast, 17 and four. And you know, while we are thinking of this team as having some serious pitching, it's actually their hitting that is getting it done right now too. They have already scored over 124 runs. And you know, the true strength of this team is probably their pitching. So are we buying or are we selling the Red Sox to keep this current pace? And to be honest, I'm not sure they can keep this up. Oh, but I am totally buying the Red Sox as a team. Yes, their bats are probably going to cool off. But hey, that's what happens in the playoffs anyways. Good pitching beats good hitting every time in the postseason. So I'm going to buy the Boston Red Sox because of the fact that their starting pitching rotation ERA, it's like 1.68. Yeah, that's going to be a keeper. The Boston Red Sox are no joke. They are without question a contender. I will definitely be buying the Boston Red Sox. I believe in them. Moving on. Let's go over the National League because we didn't really expect too much of the Philadelphia Phillies after they won just 66 games last year. And then they started off this year looking a lot like last year. They get off to a 1-4 and four start, but since then, they've gone 13-3. and three. That's the best record in the majors since the beginning of April. They now sit at 14-7. and seven. They're just a half game out of first in the NL East. But are you buying or are you selling the Philadelphia Phillies? couple of things about Philadelphia. One, they are showing very good patience at the plate. And we are starting to see Jake Arrieta kind of showing a few flashes here or there that maybe he can still be a very good starter. Nick Pavetta, he's starting to look like a bona fide starting pitcher in addition to Aaron Nola. So they've got like a three-man rotation. Pretty good. Here's my concern for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's that bullpen. Now, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Philadelphia try to go get some more help. Maybe try to get another pitcher or two to fill that bullpen out a little bit. But right now, I look at that bullpen. As we get into the dog days of summer and you're playing game after game after game, yeah, they're going to wear down and it could be their downfall. I really like the improvements that we have seen in the Phillies. I like their hot start. Yeah, I would probably sell off some of that stock though. I'm not buying them as a true contender. I think as the season goes on, you'll start to see them start to wear out a little bit. Staying in the National League, we know that the Los Angeles Dodgers are the big dog over there, but they're off to a slow start. The team that's not off to a slow start, though, is the team that is leading the National League West easily, and that is the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are off to a 15-6 and start. Now, is this an aberration? Or are the Diamondbacks truly a contender in the National League. I do have some concerns about this team. And it's primarily because of their depth. Not just pitching. Not just bullpen. It's just their depth everywhere. 
if Arizona can stay healthy, especially in that pitching rotation, then yes, they're going to be a contender. Otherwise, they're going to have to be looking to make some kind of a deal too because they just don't have quite enough depth. And I think over time, I think that's where Los Angeles is going to end up catching them. But I will buy Arizona. I'll do it cautiously, but I will buy Arizona right now. Last team that I want to talk about, we are going to go back to the American League. Our final team to look at in Major League Baseball is a pretty popular pick right now. The Los Angeles Angels, or if you speak Spanish, the Los Angeles Angeles. They have started the season 14-8 and behind the pitching and hitting of Shohei Otani, that rookie that has looked very, very good so far. Not to mention guys like Albert Pujols and super stud Mike Trout. So are we buying or selling the Angels? Hey, first off, isn't it kind of nice just to see Trout getting to be a part of some success? I mean, he's had to endure some bad teams there with the Angels. But here's the problem. I don't know if I expect this to last. Like, it's all fun in games early. Things are going well. But then we saw the Angels face some adversity last week when Otani got that blister on his thumb or whatever it was. And before that, even, he was looking awful. Now, he should be back this week. But here's what I want to see as this season progresses. I want to see what major league hitters are going to do once they've seen his stuff a few times. Right now, it's all new. A lot of these guys are going, hey, we've got some film or whatever, but haven't seen him up close and in person. Once they get a read on him, I want to see how the Angels look then. Now, I am hoping that the Angels can keep this going. It is a much better story if they do but I'm afraid that I would be selling the Los Angeles Angels right now. I hope I'm wrong. I do. I hope I'm wrong. Don't kill the messenger. I'm just saying right now, I would probably be selling the Los Angeles Angels. Hey, coming back, the NFL draft gets started tomorrow. And you know, for some reason, and I don't know what it is, certain franchises are really, really good at selecting talent. Seems like they grab players that are going to be on their roster key ingredients to that chemistry for a long time. And then we have others. Yeah, they're not so good at it. We're going to actually be ranking the latter type when we get back. Just a quick reminder that if you've got any shopping that you might need to do, and you know, Mother's Day is coming very quickly, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where they have all the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. Now, May's Loot Crate theme is out. It's called Role Models. It features items from Arrested Development, Archer, Deadpool, and The Punisher. Come on, you're going to tell me that mom wouldn't want something from there? But if none of those franchises interest you, trust me, go over to Loot Crate. You're going to find a number of franchises that do interest you or that interests mom. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, be sure that you enter Daily Dose in the coupon box we are going to get you 10% off of your order. Hey, we all need to take care of the moms in our world, right? But you might want to do it and save a little money when you do do it. Okay, as we do every single Wednesday, we need to get to our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Hump Day! And here is the question that I have for you. Which NFL teams are the worst at drafting? Because you know, when you select these players, there is value to that pick, right? Like you want to see a return from these picks. Over the past five years, which teams are actually seeing any return? So from 2013 
to 2017, which admittedly, it's a small sample size, but you can start to see those rookies live out their first contracts. And then you see if they get another contract. Now, based on how many games that player has played, maybe they have Pro Bowl appearances, maybe they have All-Pro selections, maybe they have MVP or Rookie of the Year or whatever. Who is actually seeing some success in this crapshoot of a selection process? I mean, a team that would stand out in my mind would be someone like the Kansas City Chiefs. They have started to see some players do some very, very good things. The Chiefs currently have five starters on their team that have been drafted in the past five years, so they're doing something right. You look at the Minnesota Vikings. They have a good young team, and when you think about most of their team, aside from you know maybe that quarterback, a lot of that Vikings roster was picked up through the NFL draft. So there's some examples of some good drafters, right? Right now, I've got an example of five really, really bad drafters. Here are five teams. Yeah, they're not getting it done in the NFL draft. Not recently. Not saying all time. Just saying recently in the last five years. Starting at number 28, because yeah, we're starting at the very, very bottom. Starting at number 28, you know, they have had a few years now of bad draft picks. Now, the New Orleans Saints actually had a pretty good draft last year. They got Marshawn Lattimore. They got Ryan Ramchick. They got Marcus Williams. They got Alvin Kamara. But if you look at the number of players that are actually being drafted by the Saints, the New Orleans Saints are not getting it done. In the last five years, they have drafted three Pro Bowlers. That's not enough. And it's no wonder that it seems like every year you kind of just seeing them spinning their wheels. You see them trying to grab free agent after free agent. But when you think of their history of getting guys like Kenny Vaccaro and Sheldon Rankins and Brandon Cooks, who is gone, Taron Armstead, that is not a great group of players. And as a result, the New Orleans Saints come in at number 28 on our list of worst NFL drafters. Moving on to number 29. And when I say number 29, Yeah, you might be a little bit surprised because we know that everything that the New England Patriots does is right. But when you look at Bill Belichick's most recent drafts, yeah, they're not great. It is more about the system that is in place, the system that Belichick runs, and the fact that they have Tom Brady that the Patriots are still winning. Because when you look at some of their draft picks, I mean, guys like Dominic Easley, and Jordan Richards. Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, is gone. Cyrus Jones, Joe Thune, Antonio Garcia. And you look at how they traded away some of those picks where they aren't even drafting in the first round. They're drafting in the third, maybe the second at the best, third and fourth rounders. I mean, how much can you expect to get? The New England Patriots are struggling in the NFL draft. I know we just tend to look at them and think everything they do is right. Every pick that they make, when you see some of these picks, when you see a Dominique Easley and you say, well, of course that's the right pick. What a great steal. That's a great find for them. Is it? Because it doesn't look like it is. Easley's never done anything. And when they trade away so many picks, that's yet another reason why the New England Patriots come in at number 29. Moving on to number 30. Yes, it is a team that is near and dear to my heart, but a team that is doing horrible in the draft. Because at number 30, we have our Denver Broncos. You know, John Elway, he was crushing it early. All of his picks seemed to be turning out. But then recently, 
yeah, it's not so good. And you can make a case that there's only a few that actually have turned out. Think of some of the picks that John Elway has made. Von Miller. Oh, of course, that's a home run. Raheem Moore. Yeah, not as much. Derek Wolf has been solid. Sylvester Williams is gone. Monte Ball is gone. Cody Latimer is gone. Tyson Brylow is gone. Paxton Lynch, we wish was gone. <laughs> yeah, the Denver Broncos struggling in the draft. And as a result of those struggles in the draft, what does it make you do? They don't have a quarterback. What do we have to do? We've got to go spend a bunch of money to get a guy like Case Keenum because Brock Eisweiler and Paxton Lynch aren't turning out. The best quarterback on our roster is a seventh round pick that nobody wanted to begin with in Trevor Simeon. So we got to go pay a bunch of money for someone else. Denver Broncos coming at number 30. Not good draft picks coming out in Denver as of recently. And I'll say this right now. The Denver Broncos need a really good draft this year. If they don't get that, I don't know if John Elway's in trouble, but John Elway might be in trouble. They're coming in at number 30. Moving on to number 31. And in this case, this is a situation where the Buffalo Bills have had a lot of changes in their front office, different GMs, different people with different visions saying, well, here's the direction I want to go. And then someone else comes in and say, well, here's the direction I want to go. And as a result, you have a bunch of pieces on the roster that don't fit together at all. Yes, they went and got Tredavious White, who this past year looked very, very good. They grabbed him in the first round of the draft. But you also have players like Sammy Watkins and EJ Manuel and Robert Woods, who aren't even on the roster anymore. And when they were, you kind of wish that they weren't. That's a lot of players that are now gone. They're getting nothing out of their draft. And don't forget that the Bills traded up to go get Sammy Watkins. What's he now? In Los Angeles? Again, they're just wasted picks and they're losing people. They're just losing people to other teams. That's not a good sign. Because if they were that good, you would be re-signing them to your roster, not just letting them leave. The Bills are letting a lot of people leave. So who is the team that has struggled the most in these NFL drafts? The team that has failed to grab talent when they have had the chance to go get these players? Who else could it be? A team that has a franchise quarterback, we sort of think, but the roster is an absolute disaster. And as a result, the Indianapolis Colts are wasting Good years from Andrew Luck's career. Think of some of the picks that they have taken. Players like Jack Muhort and Philip Dorsett and Ryan Kelly and Henry Anderson and Clayton Gathers. The best pick that they've had recently is Dante Moncrief, and he's doing nothing. When you look at some of these teams and the way that they are drafting and the failures that they are having to bring in people, Aside from the Patriots, and I will say this, I do think the bell is eventually going to toll for the Patriots because you can only have so many years when this happens. Then you're having to chase people. You're having to pay people more than you should instead of just drafting and developing your own talent. Look at the rest of the teams on this list. The Colts, struggling. The Bills made the playoffs for the first time in, what, 20 years? The Saints, always right there, but not quite. The Broncos won that Super Bowl back in 2000. 13, but they've struggled ever since. And a lot of that reason is because they're not drafting and they're not developing talent like they should. 
And as a result, you run out of money. You just don't have enough money to pay people. If you were paying your draft picks, that lower amount, you could afford a couple of spots here and there that could put you over the top. But when you're drafting poorly, yeah, you're having to go out and sign players that probably aren't even worth the amount of money you're paying them just to get them to come play with you and to fill in big, huge holes. And you know, looking at these last three teams, the Broncos, the Bills, and the Colts, in the last five years, not a single Pro Bowler selected among any of them. You know, we look at these teams, and we see not one, but we see a number of failures in a number of rounds, in a number of years, and we just might want to keep these five teams in mind as we start watching this draft tomorrow. These picks don't always work out. It is a crapshoot at best. And for these five teams, seems like it has worked out even less when you really stop and you think about the people that they have drafted. Hey, tomorrow on The Daily Dose, we will be discussing the latest in sports news. We'll see what stories just might be coming out. And we will be previewing those first few picks of that NFL draft. Try to predict which way that's going to go. I think it might be a wild night on draft night. And as usual on Thursdays, we just might have to throw in a few Daily Dose overreactions of the week. I have to say thank you so much for listening to and for sharing the show. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the texts. Thank you for the tweets. It is all very, very appreciated. Don't forget to make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Just make sure that you click that subscribe or follow button wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. And if you'd like to contact us, hit us up on email at dailydosports at gmail.com or find us over on Facebook or Twitter. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful Wednesday.